second largest city in Illinois, the city of lights. Oh, uh, oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Good morning, Aurora. There it is. Right. Yeah. Word up. That's right. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> oh man. We're off to a great start. We today are off to a great start. With some news and some things. Yep. Are we still doing the sports report? No, 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 no. no. We uh, no. The sports today. is over with. I lost that bet. I paid up on that bet, and it is over. all of you shout out to you know what what happens is teachers listen to like some teachers um listen to this mm -hmm. before they go before they go to teach. to go teach to go yeah. fill the minds with the, the the things shout out to cowherd shout out shout out to cowherd yep um so it is april 23rd 2021 we've got a lot of news to talk about we got some great topics to talk about to you guys today want to say thank you guys for tuning into the show much appreciate it always and we would be remiss if we did not say hi to our talented producer, B T T P. -T. That's get, okay. Can you clap for yourself? Get the claps for you. I mean, we can do it for. We'll you. just clap. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah. Thank you, B T P. Yes, B T P. We've got us. We're, we've got quite professional-looking setup. These. Yeah, we got guys. real mics now. Yeah, yeah we yep. upgraded. No more freestyling and beatboxing there in our hands. Go. Okay, now yeah. I'm back. We're looking great. Yep. Good morning, Victoria. Hila Maldonado. Good morning to Mr. Greg Elsby as well. A blessed morning, Aurora. That is correct. All right. So we got some things to talk about today. We do. We do. We got a little uh, bit of news, but we, then we're going to take a deep dive into uh, zoning. Right. At everybody's favorite topic. Yes. And you're all <laughs> probably rolling your eyes right now, but we're going to make it really fascinating and it, you're going to get angry about it. As fascinating as zoning could be, right? Yeah. Like it sounds like a bureaucratic mess, and it is. Right. But <laughs> it's a bureaucratic mess that uh, really actually affects uh, people's lives and it affects where you get to live and it affects um, how your city look like why your city looks the way it does. Right. So we're going to dive deep into that. So we got a couple headlines first. We got some things happening. We do. Let's get the headlines out of the way. So first things first, our friends of Jesse the Law Torres Boxing Club. Ooh, I've worked out there like once and it was like the hardest thing I've ever done physically in my life. So do that. Um, yeah, <laughs> I've, I've heard it's it's a rigor. They got a rigorous training regimen yeah. going on there, but it's uh, really cool. Great stuff going on. Um, so they have a wonderful initiative taking place. It's a Memorial 5K on the 29th of May. It's titled United We Stride. Uh, you can go virtual and run it your way or socially distanced outdoors at Wabonzi Lake Park in Aurora. Uh, the gym's been closed for over a year. It's a great way to get back to um, reality, get active, and get back in touch with the community. Again, you can do this virtually. Uh, there will be a socially distanced run, and again, that's going to be taking place outside on the 29th of May. Uh, registrants get a 5K participation medal, and anyone who raises 100 bucks gets a T-shirt. Uh, I'm going to put the link in the chat. It was posted yesterday for you guys to check out. That's fabulous. The 5K run is going to be so much easier than actually trying to box, which is really, really, really difficult. Yeah, I don't know if any of you listeners want to actually – put some gloves on and get out there and box, but, uh, you know. But you can do 5K. Right. Anyone can do a 5K. You can walk that. That's fine. Yep. 
<laughs> okay, and then uh, also what we have going on here that we have to tell you guys about is our friends of Aurora Central Catholic. Now, they've got something great going on as well. They got their 25th annual Super Saturday Night Fundraiser, April 29th through May 1st. Virtual fundraiser to provide uh, ACC families, friends, and community members with a guilt-free shopping experience that will benefit ACC's school tuition assistance program and sports facility enhancement project, which includes refurbishing the school's gym bleachers. Oh. That's what I said. You can sit there and you can watch the kids play the sports. That's great. You can just sit on those cold bleachers in your Mm -hmm. shorts and think, wow. I helped create this experience. Yes. Yeah. Can we get the clap for uh, people's legs being cold? For, for being cold. Yeah. legs. <laughs> New band, right? Chili legs! Chili legs! Oh my god, yeah, I'm not Goosebumps sure. Goosebumps all over your legs! Yeah, I'm not sure what genre chili legs falls into. I don't know. Again, I feel like we're going into emo territory there. Could be. Could be. Could be. Could be like a... Um, now, Jeanette, we've so let's get into it. There was a, let me make sure I got this right. Mm -hmm. There was a New York Times article Mm -hmm. about housing segregation and race and class. Redlining is deciding who lives in your neighborhood. And if you care about social justice, you have to care about zoning. Is that correct? Exactly. So there are so many things if you care about racial justice for you to care about because it really permeates every corner of American society. Um, but what we're going to do today is we're going to take this big issue on the like the grand national scale and we're going to bring it local. Let's we're bring it local. Bring it, we're going to bring it local. Local it. Localize okay. it. All right. So uh, there was an article in the New York Times and BTP is going to you know help you all out and link to it so you can you can get educated on this issue about this nationwide push um, for uh, more social justice in our housing policy. Right. So, um, and it's called something about redlining or the the new redlining is designing who lives in your neighborhood. So a little bit of background. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what redlining is, is uh, back in the day, uh, mortgage companies used to decide who got to live in which neighborhood based on their skin color. They would basically draw lines around certain neighborhoods Mm -hmm. um, and neighborhoods would themselves would have covenants saying like, we don't allow certain folk to live here. Right. Um, and the mortgage companies would, uh, would kind of have these, these lines saying like, we only give mortgages to certain people right. who live in, uh, to move into these particular neighborhoods. And they justified that by saying, well, that keeps the property values of those neighborhoods up. Right. So, um, this is a thing that actually happened. This, uh, there's all kinds of crazy documentation about it. You can look it up in all the historical archives. Um, and the legacy of that has been um, segregated neighborhoods that continue to this day, right? Because what happened was, um, first of all, uh, you wouldn't have access to those good neighborhoods, right? If you were black or brown. And right. so then your kids couldn't go to those good schools, right? And so they fell behind and their achievement would fall behind as a result of being in, in poor, crappier schools. Right. Um, the other thing that happened is if you can't move into those schools and those or into those neighborhoods and those neighborhoods are appreciating in value, then you're missing out on that housing wealth, right? Because right. most families, Excuse most me. of their wealth comes from um, their what they their house like mm-hmm. my I bought this house back in 1970 something for you know five thousand dollars and now it's a two hundred thousand dollar house that's where my wealth comes from right um, so if you instead were corralled into other neighborhoods um, poorer neighborhoods they appreciated less right so your property values on the far east side of Aurora went up a lot faster than they did on the near east side of Aurora for example um, if you um, uh, and then you were also sending your kids probably to lesser quality schools because they were getting less tax revenue, right? So, so that's kind of the history and the legacy of redlining. Um, and that practice is now illegal, of course, um, but that doesn't mean that we don't still see it in how our, our neighborhoods look. Right. So uh, specifically, you can see what they look like uh, racially, and you can actually look at maps of everyone of, um, that are color-coded by race. So if you were to look at a map of Aurora, and we're actually going to post that in the comments because there is one, and I did you the favor of drawing all the lines. Mm-hmm. You can see uh, where each dot on this map, like let's say the... Um, 
uh, on this map, every white person is represented by a little blue dot, and right. every Hispanic person or, or Latinx person is represented by a little yellow dot, and every uh, black person is represented by a little green dot, right? You can, if you look at the city of Aurora, and you probably, in your brain, if you think about this, don't need to look at that map, right? If, right. You, if you've lived in Aurora long enough, you know where everyone lives, right? Yep, exactly. If you live in Chicago long enough, you know where everybody lives. If you lived in Chicago long enough, you know what street you're not allowed to cross at night, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can see, uh, you know, Canaryville sticking out from the Black Belt on the south side of Chicago, like, brightest day, right? right. Um, and then you see anomalies, <laughs> too, like Chinatown, right? You would see, because Asian folks get another color dot. You can mm -hmm. see, like, this little red splotch from space, right? Um, so in, in Aurora, that legacy is so clear because as it is in many cities, right? I'm not calling out Aurora and saying like Aurora's racist, but right. you can see it super clear. You can see this that. It's a typical American issue. Very typical American issue, uh, particularly in the Midwest, uh, which is fascinating in a lot of Midwest cities where we really pride ourselves around here on, on equality, but we also, um, there's still sort of a, a really our racism around this area tends to look a little more quiet and polite mm -hmm. because we're, you know, Midwest nice, right? So um, as opposed to places that have like a deep legacy of like chattel slavery where it becomes like much more overt racism around here, it's just like kind Boston. of like, yeah, around here it's just like it's, it's much more... Um, uh, you know, people be nice to your face, and then, uh, but you're not. Let's gonna, say fair. But you're not going to bring one of those home for right. dinner, right? <laughs> uh, so you see that in our in our housing policies around here too, where this these this legacy of redlining has created um, this like, well, that's that's fine that they're in town. I just they don't have to move in next door, right? Like. Um. <laughs> So I'm going to read just real quick from the article. Uh, mm -hmm. So housing segregation by race and class is a fountainhead of inequality in America. Yet for generations, politicians have been terrified to address the issue. That is why it is so significant that President Biden has proposed as part of his American Jobs Act, a $5 billion race to the top competitive grants program to spur jurisdictions to eliminate exclusionary zoning and harmful land use policies. Yes. So what um, President Biden is attempting to do here is to reward cities uh, for voluntarily getting rid of certain restrictions, things like minimum lot sizes and mandatory parking and um, prohibitions on multifamily housing like townhomes and apartments, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So um, around here in the suburbs, you'll, so all, all of like every city in this area and every city just about anywhere, has all kinds of laws. And we talked about the zoning map here um, last week on the show, right, mm -hmm. when we were talking about the uh, the new gas station coming into town and what, what's zoned for what. Um, but uh, your zoning laws are what decide uh, what size your property needs to be in order for you to build a house on it and right. what kind of house you can build on it. Can you build a duplex on your property? Can you build only a single family home? Does your property line have to be actually, does your lot have to be bigger um, than it does in other parts of town? And what they're talking about there is uh, in these zoning laws is they're trying to create some, There's they're not evil, right? Zoning laws are not inherently evil. You're trying to build a kind of, um, you're just trying to create a specific place, right? So, like, uh, it makes sense to have a whole lot of density in the middle of a downtown where you've got, like, big skyscraper apartments. Or, mm -hmm. like, even in our downtown where you have one skyscraper of apartments. <laughs> right. Uh, and you've got a lot of people and a lot of things to walk to and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> what happens when you get further out um, is uh, you start to see um, properties that are zoned for like multifamily housing, but lower density, like a duplex, like you could put a duplex or you could put a townhouse there. Um, and you start to see, you know, usually further out um, places that, you know, are single family homes or only or places that are zoned for what are known as estate lots or estate right. homes, uh, which are, they have to be like much bigger lots. So, um, uh, we have a couple of store and, and but what happens is, you know, if you 
are uh, a poorer person, which in this country is disproportionately people of color, right? And mm -hmm. your entire town that you want to move into or live in, like, or like maybe you have family that used to be able to live there and now they can't live there anymore because it's too dang expensive. If your zoning laws are uh, discriminatory in that they only allow for single family homes, they only allow for these estate lots, and these things cost an awful lot of money relative to like a townhouse, then you can't live there anymore. So single family exclusive zoning, which was adopted by communities shortly after the Supreme Court struck down explicit racial zoning in 1917, is what activists call, quote, the new redlining. Racial discrimination has created an enormous wealth gap between white and black people, and single-family-only zoning perpetuates that inequality. While exclusionary zoning laws are especially harmful to black people, the discrimination is more broadly rooted in class snobbery. A mm. second problem Mr. Bylan highlighted in his campaign, as a proud product of Scranton, Pennsylvania... Oh, Scranton. <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Biden said he would value the dignity of working people and not look down on anyone. The elitism... Uh, Mr. Biden promised to reject explains helps explain why in virtually all white communities like La Crosse, Wisconsin, efforts to remedy economic segregation have received strong pushback from upper income whites and why middle class back, excuse me, middle class black communities have sometimes shown fierce resistance to low income housing. Now, now, hold on a second. Mm -hmm. Let me. Now, wait a minute. We're going to get into this big discussion about whether we should be talking about race and whether we should be talking about class? Didn't the Naperville Council approve? Oh, my goodness. Or wait, no. Um, no yeah, yeah, was yeah, it right? Let's Am talk I correct about, about that? Let's talk about Naperville. They just approved a new development. And uh, Naperville is an interesting place to try and get a development built because so much of the boundaries of the city are already built out. Time is 8.17 a.m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Good morning, Karina LaFontaine, Grace Cornell, and Alyssa O'Cone. My good bad, morning. sis. My bad. All good. Um, so uh, Naperville is an interesting place because the boundaries are basically all built out. There's only like little pockets of Naperville left where you can actually fit in sort of a sizable development. Um, and so one of those places, they, they found a new, um, they, they've got a company that came in and wa wants to build some homes there. And uh, it's called Napier Commons. And uh, my computer just shut off, which means that I can't look at the I can't look at the details, guys. So I'm just gonna riff here for a second. Hold on. That's our riff for whenever anything fails epically on us. Yeah. So it's the neighbor. We do good with that, though. Yeah. No, it's the neighbor commons housing, and there's development that wants to go in. It would be 227 homes, and you're like Jeanette. Why do we care about Naperville? Because um, uh, the reason the whole that so this was an eight one vote and they approved this new town this new subdivision right mm -hmm. that has mostly single family homes but also some townhomes and you're like oh well that's great that means they're more affordable womp womp except it's Naperville so right. the, even these townhouses will be starting at three hundred thousand dollars now look cities are allowed to do whatever they want like approve whatever they want and. Like private property is a real thing in this country and people are allowed to build whatever they want. The problem is that uh, when you are when your whole city is only building th like uh, upscale housing, then your whole city is only allowing in the people that can afford that upscale housing. And, you know, are giving it nice names like White Eagle. White Eagle. That's oh, my God. Oh, well, it's half in Aurora and half in Naperville. I got stories about there is White a half Eagle. Of... Oh, yeah. Oh, part, so part that. of White Eagle is in Naperville and part of it is in Aurora. Okay, so we're going to go on a tangent here because this is fascinating. Uh, so, uh, but it also, but it's. <laughs> this is Jeanette's plane, so we can do what we want to do. That's right. Go ahead, girl. But it speaks <laughs> to this issue. So back in the day, they built White Eagle. White Eagle's this big subdivision with this really, you know, all these really nice, expensive homes. Mm -hmm. they're, they're lovely. Um, if you're into that kind of thing. Which, uh, if I had more money, maybe I would be. Um, so, uh, the White Eagle straddles na the Neighborville Aurora boundary. And when they first started building and the builder was still advertising all of mm -hmm. the homes there, they would advertise all of the homes in Naperville. They would just say, White Eagle in Naperville right. on all of the ads. And the mayor here at the time, and I can't tell you if it was Pierce or Storer, I don't, I don't remember, my... my, my um, 
I, I can remember the presidents. I can't remember all of the mayors in, in order in Aurora. I'll get there. Um, <laughs> so it got so uh, PO'd that they were advertising all these really nice homes in Naperville and not in Aurora because Naperville had such a better reputation at the time. Right. Uh, and it was Aurora was admittedly a lot rougher back then um, that he threatened to shut off the water service to the neighborhood. Until they, really? Yeah, he threatened to like not. Like, is that worth clapping for him? For? <laughs> I think it is. Can we get it? Can we, so I don't, can we clap for whoever that's that's the legend that's the legend now, i like that like i like that like many legends that's probably a half truth in there somewhere but that is right. that's the story that always he didn't shut off the water it was actually the gas or or <laughs> so, like or you know he just threatened to not right. turn on the you know whatever anyway so <laughs> ah local local positive but so, but but that gives you an example right of uh, people want to live in certain places because certain places have certain uh, uh, amenities or are perceived to have certain amenities that they can't get somewhere else. So this new Naperville development, um, the DuPage Housing Alliance um, it has was really uh, aggressive in lobbying against this development because um, the DuPage Housing Alliance works towards trying to build more affordable housing so that people of all income levels can live throughout DuPage County. Um, and attend their good schools and generally as a, as a measure of social inequality. Sure. And Naperville has been um, kind of dinged multiple times now for its lack of affordable housing by the Illinois Housing Development Authority. I used to live in Naperville. Yeah? Yeah. How do you feel about that? How does that, how does that make you feel? Um, you know what? I'll say that Aurora is a much better community. Mm. I'm having, I've, I've, you know, my wings have really spread here. The mm. people are better. You know, shouts out to both of you guys. Uh, everybody's better. Um, yeah, it's a it's a much better experience. I had a hard time making friends when I was in Naperville. Out in Naperville. So, yeah, I used to cover the I used to cover because Naperville as a reporter for the Naperville way. Sun. Um, so, I am I'm quite familiar with Naperville. I've lived in Aurora my whole life because that's where I could afford to live. Yeah. Um, and, but what's what I think that one of the things that Aurora has going for it above basically above most places is the bar to like entry to like start your own thing in this city is is low, right? You're like, I have an idea and someone's like, yeah, you could do that. Right. Go do it. Go start a podcast go do what it go open your own business like it's, it runs cheap enough like you know so pirate radio go ahead yeah, yeah sure <laughs> why not so it's a quality that i really appreciate Can I get a shout out yeah about this city right so um but going back to this basically uh back to the naperville story uh you know, the the city council then, you know, as they were approving it, which they did, 8-1, um, you know, tried to defend, like, uh, what was going on. And maybe you want to hit me with some quotes from this ridiculous uh, board meeting that they had here. Yeah, so amongst other uh, colorful, colorful quotations that were very mm -hmm. interesting, um, the... Uh, Mayor Steve Chirico said, quote, I know we're trying to find that right balance. From my perspective, the lower density, the townhomes, make this project more palatable for me. That's a quote from the mayor. Uh, another interesting yeah. one, probably my favorite, is uh, Councilwoman Judy Broadhead, who said, quote, I don't think by any definition this would fit affordable housing, but I think it does fit the category of attainable housing. Pulte attorney Russ Whitaker of Rosanova and Whitaker said townhomes in the development will start in the low 300,000s. The smaller single family homes will start in the mid 400,000 range and the larger homes adjacent to DuPage County Forest Preserve land will start in the mid 500,000s. So there's a whole bunch of like watchwords and like wiggle words and actual strict definitions and all of those things that we just read. So a lot of legalese. A lot of there's some legalese. I want to unpack some of them. So one uh -oh. of the first ones, yeah. <laughs> Giddy. But that's a yeah. No. <laughs> when I when I say unpack, get ready for a ride. Uh, so one of the first ones is uh, the idea of density, right? Mm. So you'll see over and over and over again whenever anyone is trying to bring a development into town and it's got things like, oh, gasp, townhomes, or oh, apartments, um, right? right? There, or uh, even condos, mm. um, but condos is always more palatable to the neighbors than apartments is. Uh, one of the... Uh, one of the things that you'll see that people complain about again and again and again and again is density. 
Right. Like, oh, that's just too many people for this plot of land. And density can be a real problem, right? Density mm -hmm. can cause issues. So, like, if you are, at, like, the Near East Side of Aurora is a very dense neighborhood. That's not its only issue. It suffers from years of disinvestment, right? right. But, but one of the results is when you build a, um, the, that, na that neighborhood was all originally built single-family homes, right? Those really nice historic homes. They got split over time, and so now there's just more people than the neighborhood was designed for. Right. So that causes issues with parking on the streets. It causes issues with plumbing and, like, uh, sewers and stuff like that, right? Like, the, it needs all kinds of upgrades to the infrastructure to be able to accommodate that many people. How do you know? No reason. How do I know? Hit <laughs> 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 the clap. Real quick. Yes. Oh, God. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Stand up, Aurora. It's eight twenty-six a.m. Liven it up, baby. Liven it up. <laughs> right. So, so neighborhoods that become very wants. dense when they are not <laughs> initially designed to be very dense do have a lot of problems. That right. is legitimate. However, uh, you know there are lots of really dense places in the world that don't feel like they are overly populated or like they are a problematic. Right. So, if you go into like the major cities, like uh, if you're in the Chicago mm. Loop. That's really flipping dense, right? That's oh, a lot yeah. of people, people, right? That's like as people, dense on as they get. But there are all these really nice, well-constructed. <laughs> there are all these really nice, well-constructed skyscrapers that are designed to have all those people, and they design them with the parking in mind, and they design them with the sewers in mind, kind of because it's Chicago, and Lord knows, right? The whole city is sort of sinking into the marsh uh, that it once was, right. the stinky onion marsh. That's the sticky onion marsh. The stinky onion, onion marsh. Because yes. Aurora was all, or uh, Chicago. Um, yeah, so the word Chicago means like stinky onion yeah. or something like <laughs> something that, like that. right? Yep. In like the native, whichever people we conquered, you know, right. and, and, you know, murdered and all that many years ago um, to clear them out. Uh, stinky onion, that's your, um, yeah, like Miliwake. Like what? Miliwake, the good land, right? <laughs> no? Okay. Every oh, every other listener, did you really the good did, land. did the host just not get a Wayne's World reference in the city of Aurora, in 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 the ACTV studios? Ah, oh, no, fail. you know what? I was uh, my bad, my bad. I fail. was looking up. Uh, I was looking at this next quote. Hold uh, on a second. No. So, oh, you want to get back to the actual thing that we're talking about? Yeah, okay. Judy Broadhead. Bye. We're going to have to see it built, and it's going to require some density. No, yeah. Okay, so let's uh, so that's density, right? So like, yes, density can be a problem, but density doesn't have to be a problem if your neighborhood is designed properly to accommodate that density. Right. So one of the other words that we heard um, that uh, Councilwoman Broadhead talk about, who um, you know, I actually really enjoy as a person when I used to cover her in Naperville, and um, uh, and you know, she teaches at one of my alma maters. She's so so cool. But uh, one of the, you know what she's talking about here is this definition of affordable versus this, uh, this what word did she use? Attainable, attainable. Right, right? right? Which is the most neighborable word ever. <laughs> which means look. Which means look. Yeah, it's it's a hundred thousand dollars. But you can make that. Yeah. As opposed to okay, boom, boom, boom. Here's you know we'll right. make it affordable. Right. right. So so here's the difference. Affordable is a word with an actual definition, right? And uh, in this conversation, Mary Chirico said, "I know that there's been some gray area when we've been talking about that defined term affordable." Um, but there's not a lot of gray area. There's like a really standard definition. So affordable right. housing. What's great about it? By the state or by uh, by HUD, right? The mm -hmm. the Housing and Urban Development, the, the federal federal agency says that housing is affordable if uh, the median, if it is thirty, per, the housing payments, right? The cost of the housing would be thirty percent of the area median income. So what that means is, if the air like they they break up the whole country into areas and they say that median income uh of a given area is is x right so let's say the median area income for well for aurora it's only like forty thousand. it's not great um but in this region let's say it's like seventy thousand dollars a year or something like that so and i should have picked not an awful number to make this math work but <laughs> so 
Uh, so split that up, like divide that by 12, right, to get your monthly costs or your monthly paycheck home. And then 30% um, of that is what you can spend on housing. And that's what makes it affordable. So uh, for a $300,000 house uh, or townhouse, right, in Naperville, the math works out to something like in the $80,000 a year, mm -hmm. like income, which I guess is affordable for some people, but doesn't necessarily meet that, that median when you take the average of this area. Do you think that the people who work at El Weddle could afford that? Or uh, perhaps Butterball? Uh, no, probably not. No, the people that are... are Why can't they pull themselves up by their bootstraps? And, uh, uh, hey, um, 1946, I bought my damn house. Um, huh? Why can't they pull themselves <laughs> up by the damn boot, right? Look, uh, you know, there's there's something to, uh, particularly when we're talking about immigrant populations, right, that you're, you know, some people take uh, the first generation, first, or, first and second generations tend to take really hard, crappy jobs in order to make sure that their kids do better. Um, and, and so then maybe their kids can get into that, that kind of housing um, in the long run in those kinds of neighborhoods. But what happens more often, right, because that's the narrative, right, like, mm -hmm. you know, uh, someone comes over, they work as farm labor, or they work in a factory, but their kids get to go to school and then their kids get an education and their kids get to um, get, you know, better jobs and things like that. And that does still happen to a degree for sure. But man, it is so much harder these days because what happens is their kids go to East Aurora schools instead of Indian Prairie schools. And, you know, shout out to East Aurora. Right. Like, that's where my taxes go. I love you. Word up. But it's still, the, you know, the educational <clears throat> outcomes of neighborhoods that are so heavily influenced or heavily populated with uh, immigrant families and people with special all kinds of needs in their educations um, that... Uh, the, those educational outcomes are not the same as the kind that you get in Indian Prairie or Naperville 203, right? Sure. So by excluding people from those neighborhoods to begin with, you're excluding those. You're excluding people from uh, those educational opportunities and from the ability to grow um, generational wealth. And that happens over and over and over again by racial lines across the country and right here in our town. So, um, BTP, did we get that map posted to the Facebook chat? Yeah, I had to pull some internet some, magic some to get a, to get a photo shared in a group chat onto a linkable thing, but I made <laughs> well, it work. But you did it? I did it. Hit, the clap, hit the clap for yourself. Clap yeah. for you. Yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. We're all about the self-esteem. Yeah, the, um, the, the race map, right? We all yeah, have self-esteem here. We're all about the, like, look, self-love is important. You should clap for yourself sometimes. That goes to every listener on this show. I just want to say, like, when you do something, when you pull internet magic, give yourself, a, give yourself a little pat on the back. So the article for New York Times has been posted. The article for Naperville Commons has mm -hmm. been posted as well. And as BTP just indicated, the article or the uh, map for the redlining as well has been posted for yeah. you guys to see. So that's super fascinating. So um, that map is one that I, I got bored and sketched up a, a long time ago. So it actually uses the t 2000 um, census data as opposed to the 2010. We'll also later post the, the link to the whole interactive map for the entire country with the 2010. 10 um, census data because that's, um, you know, you can see where it's changed even in our city a little bit. Um, but you can see that map is fascinating because you can see Galena Boulevard, for instance, the split mm. between just how white south of Galena Boulevard is and how um, how much more diverse north of Galena Boulevard is. That used to be historically one of the, the red lines. Mm -hmm. um, you can also see this as it as this is one of those areas where I'm like, do I really need to see this map? Probably not to know that like the near east side of Aurora is uh, heavily, heavily um, skews towards our Latinx neighbors. Um, and then there's like one tiny dot where I live. Hi guys. Uh, and then there's, um, uh, you can also see very clearly the dividing line. It's, it's the county line that divides, uh, DuPage County, uh, in Aurora from Kane County in Aurora. Right. And just, just to the east of that line, you go from being almost entirely Latino or Latinx, uh, on the one side of the line to a much more diverse, um, uh, representation of races on the other side. And that's the split, in addition to being the county line split, that's the split between East Aurora and Indian Prairie schools. Um, you can also see uh, the housing projects 
that um, exists. Like there were a housing authority projects mm -hmm. because uh, of our really awesome system of um, basically entrapping uh, black people in poverty over and over and over again. Um, you can see uh, in the old, this is the old map. So you can see the Jericho Road development before that was torn down. Now, okay, hold on. Uh, real quick. The time is 8.35 a.m. and you are listening to another great episode of Jeanette Splaining on your favorite morning news show. Good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. I want to say quick good mornings to Jennifer Ryan Mayton, who shocked us the other day because she detailed a location that was so close to us. We thought she was spying on us. What? Yes. The train was going past the other spot. Uh-huh. And uh, we were like, yo, why is it? Honking, the train never blows this much. And then she commented, well, she, she said something like, what was it like? Oh, it's because on North Avenue. There's a construction going. And we were like, damn, like that's right up the street. Like, do, 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 do. It was mad <laughs> spooky. So shout out to Jennifer Ryan Mayton. And good morning, Alyssa O'Conn. Aisha Saxon, what's up to you as well? And Francisca Villalobos. Appreciate all you guys tuning Francisca, in. Francisca, hi. Now, here's the thing. Hold on. Okay. Because we only got a little bit of time left. Yep. Today's a very important day. We're not gonna we're not gonna telegraph what it is, but we got some things. But we're cooking we're cooking up some things. Oh, we're cooking. What's going on? I heard there's a new development taking place in Aurora, and they want to put a gated. There I, am I? Is. What the hell? Um, five hundred acres is. So, Proposed yeah. Aurora development could mm -hmm. include more than 700 500, houses? 700 acres? It's, it's 500 acres, 700 houses. Frog in a corner and he go riding? Is that? Yeah, uh, yes, that reference I now get. Um, <laughs> 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 yeah, so here's where it comes back to Aurora, right? So we talked about Neighborville Aurora, right? Split uh, on, you know, these, these housing policies, right? Mm -hmm. um, here's where it comes back to Aurora. Uh, it is that uh, last week, um, and it was the cover of the Beacon last on Friday, uh, is uh, we approved some home, a 500-acre development by Pulte Homes mm -hmm. on the southeastern edge of town. So basically the part of Aurora that is basically almost Oswego, like the kids would go to Oswego schools. Except there won't be a whole lot of kids in this development because um, it's going to be, um, most, a good chunk of it is going to be a Del Webb um, community, which is like the old folk communities where they have like, um, where it's, it's a gated community and all the roads are private and uh, the older folks, they drive around on the little golf carts. And can I just say that I really would like to adopt a golf cart economy for um, downtown Aurora, or at least like maybe what are those little scooters or whatever, because I could get from my house to my cafe to my bar a lot faster. Um, <laughs> That's how you did. Now, did you hear that? That's how local this show is. Think about that. She can do all that with just a. Oh yeah, I can do. I can do all. I could live my whole life on a little, like a little scooter, little moped, <laughs> little, little golf cart. Like I need to. I need to downscale my my uh, transportation options. Um. Anyway. So we're getting this giant uh, community. It's not all going to be the Del Webb age-restricted active adult community <clears throat> thing, um, but a, a, a huge portion of it is. The rest of it is going to be um, single-family homes. I think there are a few townhomes in there, too. Don't quote me on that. Maybe there's not. No, I don't think there are. It's all single-family homes. So, um, I, you know, uh, same same discussion here, right, is that not only are they single-family homes, they're all, uh, a, a lot of them in this development are also going to be estate homes, uh, mm. which is another kind of zoning um, designation that's not just like a single-family lot that's usually standard. It's like a 50-foot uh, lot is where you put a single-family home. Mm -hmm. These are estate lots, so they have to be even bigger, right? Right. <laughs> um, which means that they get even more expensive, and we're talking homes that are like... 3,000 square feet. Um, this is uh, on the higher end anyway. Um, now, here's, here's the thing. We almost considered calling this, uh, this segment, you know, where Jeanette comes on and explains the news. Here's the thing with Jeanette, <laughs> because there's always a thing, right? Um, you know, 
uh, Aurora needs investment, right? It needs economic development. We need rich folks to move into town and pay taxes to help support things, right? Because right. older neighbor, old dense neighborhoods uh, require a lot of resources that they cannot provide via their taxes because, sure. you know, they're older and denser and they have, um, there's less money, right? So I'm not uh, saying I'm against this development, but uh, in any way, what I am saying is that this development really does sort of illustrate, like, if you look at who's going to move into those properties, it's not going to be poor people and people of color, right? right? And those properties would be in um, the Oswego School District, right, which is a good school district. It would be nice to um, for people to get those kinds of opportunities. Uh, but you're not going to see that. Um, it, it's going to be it's going to be overwhelmingly white and, and wealthy. Right. Uh, <laughs> the gated community is interesting. I think we're going to throw out to we think. Yes. Don't quote because we don't know yet. And actually, we're going to crowdsource this answer. It might be one of the only gated communities that would be in Aurora. Doesn't. I uh, think it would be the only gated community. You think I, so? I don't think I I'm not familiar that there has been a gated community in Aurora. Has there been? If you're listening to the show, let I us don't know. No, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to like visually drive through the nicer parts of town, like in my mind, in my brain noodle. There's and one in North Aurora, kind of by um, Oak and Orchard. Oh yeah, that's the, those apartments. The Springs though? apartments. Yeah, yeah those are all of the Springs apartments. That, I don't know that if that's considered a gated community. Also, I think it's in North Aurora, right? That is in North Aurora. It's gated, but I don't typically yeah, see like an apar- apartments with a yeah. gate around it. That's just a job for a security dude. You although, know what I'm although you know what that that neighborhood does have is DNA testing for your dog poop. So <laughs> that's a fun fun fact. Yeah. So because they got like a dog park Ew. and and they got uh, you know people walk their dogs and stuff there mm-hmm. and they've got like a law where you got to pick up after them and so when you move in they like DNA test your dog's poop. Uh, so that when they pick up dog poop that's in like someone else's yard or whatever, if they they will DNA test it and then fine you if you didn't pick up the which pettiness. I think see that's see that's hilarious. You, see now I can when I hear a story like that I can just hear that and tell the demographic of that community. <laughs> Right. I mean, it skews younger. It skews more diverse than other like than other developments. I do like actually. that idea though, because people should be picking people up. People should dog. be picking you, up. It's kind of like, dude, like what are you doing? What what that what that illustrates for me is about how we sort of rely on legalism in because the breakdown of society is such that we're just not nice people to each other anymore, right? right? Just be nice and pick up your dog's poop so that we don't have to go through all of these stupid rules like DNA testing your dog. Anyway, so, um, so that's, uh, yeah. So new development, not against it. Yeah, we could use the, the tax dollars. But there are ways, and um, the administration, the, I'm taking it back to the wider view, the administration, uh, the Biden administration is looking at ways to challenge communities to come up with more innovative ways to rethink our rezoning, to allow multifamily housing in places where currently multifamily housing, which is usually less expensive, uh, doesn't currently exist, uh, to get rid of these minimum lot sizes, like these estate lots and things like that. Um, Alex Alexandru, Aurora's chief management officer, called it, quote, a robust development, end quote, on property on the far southern edge of the city that has seen some, quote, stops and starts, end quote. It was recently planned as the Lincoln Prairie Plan Development District, bounded roughly by Route 30 on the west, Wolf's Crossing Road on the north, the Canadian National Railroad tracks to the east, and 111th Street on the south. It's in the city's ninth ward. Well, we're looking to increase the assessed value of the city. We don't have a lot of these parcels laying around anymore that can have this much of an impact. Running through the development is Eola Road, which the city recently extended to Route 30, a road project that made the Pulte Homes development possible. The time is 8.44 a.m. and you are listening to Jeanette Splaining. Yeah. The second large, or uh, Jeanette Splaining on the second large city for Denver's yeah. podcast. Good morning, Aurora. Go. Yeah, so that assessed value is the, is the one reason where I'm like, all right, like I get the argument for this. So assessed value is, you know, how how much tax dollar, how many tax dollars can we reap from, you know, a community? If you've got a few houses, you can only get a few dollars. Right. If you've got a whole bunch of them, 
you know. Uh, and the other thing about this community is that with the golf carts and the private uh, streets and all that, like the city doesn't maintain private streets. So theoretically, it'll be cheaper for the city to like have this development than it will be for them to have like streets like the ones in my neighborhood that are hollow and crumbling and maybe sinking in a little bit. I didn't say that. I did say that. Uh, <laughs> they're right. more expensive neighborhoods, uh, the older ones, to maintain than these. We, so, got, a, we got a good hood. We live, in, like the, we live in the same hood. I like our hood. But I have been meaning to report because there's like this little dip on Lincoln Avenue. That well, don't, just... Hold on. Don't, don't tell them where we stay. <laughs> what the hell are you doing? Don't, hold on. Adjacent. Adjacent. Lincoln's a pretty it's long a pretty street. Long street. Yeah, yeah. Little... You're right. You're right. But Y'all little... know where we live. There's this little like, dip. Oh, the dip. I know where the dip is. <laughs> I know exactly where they're at. Yeah, hold on. Right, right, but your car goes in that. It's not a pothole. It's not a they pothole. cars? Now I definitely know. It's not a pothole. It's a dip. <laughs> right? It's like the like the asphalt has caved in. And I keep meaning to call about it and just be like, this isn't going to collapse, is it? Right. Uh, but I haven't gotten that far. Anyway, I think that wraps up our discussion of uh, race and redlining it and does. zoning and it, it, how all of these things are related. It does. Social right? justice Social justice is very important, and we are advocates of social justice, so we share this information for you guys for two reasons. One, to let you know the history of redlining, how it mm-hmm. affects you, all peoples. It's not... All it's, people. Yeah, it's it's not demographic uh, exclusive. Um, yeah, it, it affects everybody yeah. because everybody benefits from having right. diverse communities. And also because um, it's a new development taking place here in our wonderful city. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so let me do, before we wrap before it we up wrap here. Up. Let's go. Wrap it up, B. You better wrap this. Where's that from? <laughs> no, nothing. Hell show. There I you go. Know. Clap for okay. yourself. All right. Yeah. Okay, fine. Oh, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. let's tell you about what's going on this weekend. Brunchiza. Mm-hmm. Brunchiza is happening Sunday. Wait, is it brunch? Yeah. I love brunch. Yep. Um, it's my favorite meal. Noon to 3 p.m. or until they're out. Shouts out to Rock and Taco. We just interviewed Christian Signs the other day. Um, so Rock and Taco, the people, can you do brunch or make it tacos? The answer is yes. Introducing to the world Brunchiza. Chorizo, sausage, ham, and bacon served with scrambled eggs, sauteed peppers and onions, potatoes, and frijoles. Tortillas, pico de gallo, and salsa with the michelada side cart. Oh. And the michelada? Good God. 17 bucks. 140 South River Street. That's McCarty Mills. Also, don't forget, volunteers are still needed for next week's uh, second dose clinic, Neighbor Vax Aurora, uh, brought to us by our wonderful representatives of the 83rd District, Barbara Hernandez, the 84th District, Stephanie Kifowitz. Representative Keith Wheeler of the 50th District and our mm-hmm. state senators, Linda Holmes and Karina Villa. Shouts out. It's going to be at Waban's, or excuse me, uh, East Aurora High School it's from right. 9 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Wednesday, April 28th. Also, don't forget Mother's Day brunch going down with uh, My Daughter's Dress Boutique. Uh, it's Kentucky Derby themed, and that's going to be Saturday, May 8th. And then last but certainly not least, the Criminal Justice Reform Town Hall. Save this date, April 29th from 7 to 8.30 p.m. The new Criminal Justice Reform Law, uh, that's HB 3653, which was signed into law by uh, Governor Pritzker, includes significant positive changes but may not cover the scope of needed accountability. The expert panel will sift through the complex law so that we all better understand the gains we've made and areas that still require advocacy. There will be a question and answer after that. Registration is required, and this is brought to us by DuPage County NAACP, the Rainbow Push Coalition, and um, uh, it is the National Organization for Women Now, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's great. Voting. I really like it. So... (laughs) The time is 8.48 a.m., and you have been listening to and watching Jeanette's planning on Good Morning Aurora. Oh, Mr. LG says he knows that dip. People know that dip? Yeah. What right? The? Are you telling? I love that people... neighborhood. I miss being able to walk to your house. We don't oh, got no, no spooky music. No, no. Yo, this is getting, this yeah. is getting scary. Right. What the yeah. hell? So, no, that dip, though, <laughs> that dip is legit. Right, right, right. right. Like, okay. I see there's scratches <laughs> from people bottoming out their cars in that dip. So, oh, man. We got to get that. It's the most local show fit. ever. <laughs> Holla. Norma Peterson, hope everyone has a blessed and safe weekend. Thank you very much. We Aww. do as well. 
Um, all right. So if you have been listening to this show, we really appreciate it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the show on Spotify, YouTube, iTunes. Wherever uh, you get your podcast. Wherever you get your podcast from. And if, if, you, if you consume monster after monster after monster. Which is bad for you. Which is but bad you do you. you. Like, we just, we'd love you more than that. And if you... We want you to care for yourself. If you have Kodiak snuff in the glove compartment of your big rig 18-wheeler, and you might be hauling grain <laughs> from... Uh, Omaha? Let's from say Omaha. Omaha, Nebraska, uh-huh. to... The Chicago. Nashville, Tennessee. To Nashville. Burn, burn. Yeah. He just really likes making the like train or the, the, the truck horn sound. Yeah. yeah. Your apps are Breaker and Overcast. He's going to keep making fun of me for being like, no, we should be on the Breaker too. <laughs> the Breaker. Breaker, Breaker 1 9, y'all. All right. Um, so the time is 8 50 a.m. Good morning to Tracy Duran as well. Checking it out, checking it out, checking it out. Jeanette's playing discussions are right on. Always fair and equal. Facts matter. Thank you, Jeanette. Aww, Hit the clap for that. We will. Yeah, yeah. Do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's wrap it up. All right. You guys have a blessed, safe, positive weekend, and we will see you back here 8 a.m. Monday morning for another great episode of the Second Largest City's First Daily News podcast. Be blessed. Be safe, and do something nice for another person. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye. <laughs>